1: You're on Saturday Magazine with Nevena and Macca. It is our first show for the year, Macca. And the um,
2: year of the water rabbit.
1: And and the year not of the, the water, water rat. rat. No, the not the water, water, water rabbit. rabbit.
2: Now, Fiona tells us that some of these wa- – the, the water rats are actually um, – Natural to the Yarra.
0: Native, Native. (laughs) Yeah, they're native rats. Um, They're a little bit bigger, I believe. I'm actually just trying to bring up their actual name. Oh, is there a picture? I can get a picture up and I can post it on our socials. (laughs) Now, I don't know. I hope it doesn't look like anyone we know. But as I can tell you that I feel so much better about the rats knowing that they're natives. Yes. And um, I don't know, does that make them cleaner? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. But I think that their natural environment is uh, the Yarra River.
2: Yeah.
1: And hearing Sally's description of them eating crustaceans on these floating wetlands sounds a little bit like what I've been doing across my summer, so I feel somewhat bonded so, to them. It
2: sounds like lunch at the Swagman. <laughs> 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 For those of you old enough to remember that. Um, 2023 is going to be an interesting year, isn't it, know Because, you know, we're now, well, we're not, uh, I mean, COVID is still with us.
1: It's still with us, maker.
2: We still have, you know, a huge amount of uh, infection and death. And the economy is, mm, it's doing okay, but only in parts. Uh, unemployment is low but wages are still low inflation is high interest rates are high
1: petrol prices are high
2: petrol prices are high there's you know, there's a shortage of potatoes.
1: There is a shortage of potatoes. Fish and
2: chips—they're reducing the size of the of the the chip chip share you get.
1: And even in packets of chips, the the there's... prices <laughs> the prices of a packet of chip has gone up dramatic, dramatically because of these potato shortages, which I believe, Macca, have come from flooding in parts of the eastern part of our state. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Um. It's well. It's flooding. So. Obviously, you know the potatoes don't grow well in water, mm. um, but you know one of the staples. You know, I think everyone likes—if they don't like fish—they definitely like chips. And chips, are, you know, like there's not as many as Fiona's sitting here eating lentils, but <laughs> there's there's a shortage of chips of potatoes. I mean, what's, you know, this is tragic. It is very tragic
1: because here in St. Kilda, this is that something we'll be doing close to the beach. It's yep. how many people yep. like to mark uh, a Friday if you're of yep. the Catholic denomination or if you just love chips, Macca. Oh. It's just a gorgeous way to enjoy summer and life together. But you're right. This is, a, this is a very different year that we are going to have. And if you think to our Victorian State Parliament and if you think to our crossbench, Macca, where there's going to be this... Summer the crossbench
2: is a bit cross, though, isn't it, some of them? It
1: does sound a bit cross. For the Particularly fir- in
2: the upper house in Victoria. That's
1: right. Can so talk for talk the first rat, time. Talk
2: about a rat bag convention, some <laughs> of them. Jesus.
1: Uh, we've got our first ever representative from Pauline Hanson's One Nation Party. We've got the Democratic Labor Party back, Shooters, mm. Fishers and Farmers, the Liberal Democratic Party, alongside two members from the Legal Cannabis Party, yes. Animal Justice and the Greens.
2: Mm. The DLP. And
1: the DLP is back At Adam Samurek. Yes, in Northern Metropolitan Region.
2: Mmm, he got Fiona Patton's seat.
1: He did get Fiona Patton's seat.
2: Mmm. We won't put him on our interview list. we'll ask him. Should we, we will ask him, always... Fiona? Although what he said about our community during his uh, epic years of branch stacking, perhaps he may not want to come on a queer radio station. I think we should definitely ask. We should ask him. Yeah, let's see. Yeah.
0: Let's see how... how um they try to squirm out, mm. or maybe they just won't respond.
2: Oh, now coming up, we do actually on the twenty-first of January, a very uh, a guest from for many years has actually agreed to come back on. Do you know who it is? Who is that, Maka? John Pursudo. Oh,
1: we, who's we spoke the, to John.
2: Who's now the state opposition leader?
1: We spoke to John last year yeah, yeah, when we were speaking with the candidates of Hawthorne. So it'd be great to have him back
2: in the studio mm. with us. So he's, uh, you know, he's coming back on and hopefully he will do that uh, once a month. Now, John, if you're listening, if you're not able to make it, obviously know, the 21st we want you, but other dates, nominate one of your colleagues. We did ask this previously, uh, previous opportunity, but it didn't always happen. So don't. Forgo the opportunity to speak to our community we'd love to hear from you but also other members of your shadow cabinet uh we'd love to hear from them so that's 21st he makes a return a return a to triumphant <laughs> return
1: and so how Mac- many
2: votes did he win the seat by was it a lot wasn't many was very close was very close um, Actually-
0: And on that same show, we will also have a new Greens uh, representative as well. ( croisûnü] Is that Gabrielle DeVitri? Gabrielle is on next week. Fantastic. And then we have Av Pugleli on the week after. (inaudible) Oh, Oh. who's joining
1: the Victorian Upper House.
0: That's right. And uh, and then I believe Josh Burns will be joining us that week as well. So we have a lot of interesting uh, people lined up to chat with us.
2: And uh, Dean Smith's keen to uh, talk to us again during next year as well. It's actually a bit difficult. You mean this year? This year, uh, this year. It's actually Having a bit difficult getting the federal, the federal libs. They're it not, is. They're not very forthcoming, are they? They don't think that much to say.
0: <laughs>
1: well, the infestation still stands.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Uh, Maka, so the year is 2023 and you'll be interested to know that there was a futurologist about 100 years ago who made some predictions about what the world might look like uh, in 2023. Mm. So I'd be interested to hear your take in some of these. One of the predictions was that that beauty contest will be unnecessary as there will be so many beautiful people, it would be almost impossible to select winners. The same will apply to baby contests. Uh, Sorry, beautiful people. (laughs) They must go to a different
2: supermarket to me. Uh, (laughs) Baby contests.
1: He said there will be no more baby contests. Mm. He said there would be uh, masculine and feminine trends, for example, curls for men by 2023 and a similar prediction that women would probably be shaving their heads in the year 2023. Some do. Some do. Some absolutely do, and the final one was that people might be wearing kidney cozies, which Re- wearing what? <laughs> kidney cozies, which uh, they compared to teapot cozies for one's internal organs. Oh, so out of those three, which one do you think has been the most accurate?
2: Mm. I think, I think that person was on drugs. <laughs>
1: Probably. Well, bad, heroin bad and... Bad
2: drugs. Bad drugs. Uh,
1: and many other kind of drugs were, yeah. were legal back then. You could go down to your local pharmacy for a fix. That's
2: right. You could. Um, I think the challenge for the year, the big challenge for the year, is going to be the voice. Mm. Um, I'm not sure the argument is being... Sorry, the case and the argument uh, has is is advancing to the the stage that I think a lot of us would like it to be Um, I'm not sure that it's going to garner sufficient support I hope I'm wrong but I'm not sure it is
1: And what I would love to see now is a really comprehensive campaign explaining what the voice is in much the same way the Yes campaign did. Mm. It explained it through advertisements, through celebrity endorsements, community events, town halls. Obviously, this was a... But make the case. Make the case and create the campaign around it that really explains to people how and why we should be supporting the voice to parliament.
2: Yeah, it's... um and you know the dissension that has been created and the point you know some of the points of view which which obviously don't make a, don't make a lot of sense but you know in all of this every every different view needs to be heard but i just get the feeling that there's an element of people being told we have to vote for this rather than this is why, and I think you know my feeling about it is not good. It's not good.
1: I hope that given I hope that it's the, I hope that given it's the start of the year, there is some energy that goes now into really engaging young people, into engaging older people, into engaging different parts of our community to really, as you said, Maka, get to that understanding mm. about the why.
2: Yeah, exactly. What do you want for 2023, apart from, you know, actually you've missed out on the coin in the bread.
1: I did miss out on the coin in the bread. Uh, Look, it would be ambitious for me to say world peace, (laughs) Uh, but I would love to see a Victorian parliament that takes on some of those reforms that we've been talking about for a while now, Maka, the anti-vilification reforms, looking into cannabis reform. And uh, now that we've got... Georgie Purcell, she has replaced Andy Medic in the upper house. She's recently put up an inquiry Mm. into the greyhound industry. I know that's a subject close to your heart. Well,
2: you know, I am not a supporter of greyhound racing. I'm not a supporter of horse racing. Um, Horse racing is often referred to as the sport of kings. No, it's the sport of people who like seeing horses being ridden by small people with whips. And greyhound racing, you know it's profiting on, the, on cruelty to animals. And the amount of government funding that horse racing and greyhound racing receive, I don't want my taxes used for that. And I say, particularly around greyhound racing, if you're such a great industry, the people who race greyhounds, I give you the challenge. Why don't you live on the food that you give your dogs for a week and then let's put you in a cage and drug you right, and put something hot up your ass and see how, lo, how you like running. No, no, try it yourself. Actually, try it yourself. Stop using taxpayers' money to support and subsidise a cruel industry.
1: And the betting that surrounds it as well, people betting on this and betting advertising, I think something needs to be done now, how Mm. widespread it is, how many apps there are and just how much money that's draining from the community.
2: And I'll just say finally, a lot of greyhound trainers and breeders treat their dogs very, very well. But there's an element in the sport that doesn't treat them well. And just think for a minute, I challenge you, Eat what you feed your dogs for a week, put you in a cage, put something hot up your ass, and see how you like it being forced to run. Because you know what? You wouldn't do it. So why do we do it?
0: This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024 go to joy.org.au slash And remember, we all flourish with joy.